Hello, Soldier Soul Soccer families, and welcome to the S2S Soccer Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Arroway, the Academy Director for Soldier Soul Soccer Academy, located in Anaheim, California. Thank you for joining our podcast. Please subscribe to our channel and YouTube page for updates on interviews and trainings. With that, let's get started. S2S Soccer Podcast, Season 1, Episode 5, Interview Number 5 with Jordan Murata, USC alumni and LA Galaxy OC women's player. Make sure to subscribe and follow along. Alright, we got a couple more coming in. Um, just kind of having them connect, but um, I know we kind of did one last week. If you guys were here, we're going to kind of just talk for a little bit um, about her journey, so, you know, to where she is now. And then if you guys have any questions, just raise your hand or kind of just let us know. But we'll try to keep you guys on mute um, just so we don't hear kind of your background noise and things like that. All right. So give us another minute couple more kind of coming in right now. They always have trouble. They jump in and they get kicked out. They jump in. Hmm. I know I'm I'm getting more familiar with this Zoom thing, but I know it's weird. It was one time I changed the host over to somebody else and uh, like mm-hmm. he forgot that oh he has to now add people in. So like we were like, hey where is everybody? And he's like, oh, they're all in my waiting room. So it was <laughs> picking out the little things. Oh, there we go. We got another one. Yeah, we got another. There's one or two more coming in right now. <laughs> uh, so we'll kind of get Kaya? started. Um, yeah, if you guys want, you guys can say hi. Uh, introduce yourselves. Um, Jordan, if you want, kind of just give a little introduction. Um, not too crazy because we'll we'll kind of hit on everything. Yeah, if you want, Jordan, go ahead and just kind of give us a little introduction, who you are, where you're okay. from, and uh, what you, who you play for right now. Okay. Well, hi, you guys. Thanks for jumping on with us. Um, my name is Jordan. I have been a soccer player my entire life. Um, I'm currently 28 years old, and I started playing soccer when I was four years old. Um, long, long time ago. So I currently just got back. I was playing in Japan. Do you guys know where that is? It's in Asia. So um, I got back. I played there for a season and I just got back in December. Uh, So right before Christmas, I was able to come home and have Christmas with my family. Um, But before that, I was playing with um, LA Galaxy Orange County, which was awesome. And that's kind of how I got picked up to play in Japan. So there was a scout that was there watching from um, Japan and he picked up myself and one of my teammates and we got to go play um, overseas in Japan. So it was a great experience, but I don't speak Japanese. So that was, that was tough, but it was a great, great experience. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. Like I said, um, you you had a good, good progression through everything. Uh, we will we'll kind of hit on everything with pretty good detail. If you want to start, um, where did it all start for you? Where did you get your first touch of the ball? Sure. So I started when I was four. Um, my mom was actually a soccer player, too. So that's kind of how I got started with the game. Um, she was my first soccer coach. So I played AYSO, um, started, yeah, four years old. It was actually a co-ed team, so I played with girls and boys. Um, and I just fell in love with the sport. So I tried all different sports. I tried, um, basketball throughout the years. I tried softball. I ran track and field. So I've tried all different sports, but soccer was my, my passion and my love. Um, so that's kind of where it all began. I started club soccer, um, when I was nine years old. So, um, played for the Southern California blues, which is out here in orange County and played for them for 
about seven years, so a long time with club soccer, um, before I, my team actually transferred over to another club called Laguna Hill Eclipse, which they aren't around anymore, but um, those were my first, or my last two years of club soccer before I went to college. Um, so in 2010, that was my last year of club soccer, and I actually won a national championship that year, um, which I actually have my medal, so I'll show you guys my medal from that, see if you can see it. But this is from the national championship um, from, my, from my club. So it says youth, youth soccer national championship. So that was my last, my last year of club soccer. It's a good way to wrap everything up for you. Yeah, it was amazing to win a championship um, um, after playing club hit, soccer for that long. Can you hit on the point of you playing co-ed and how you think that maybe helped you um, throughout kind of your years of playing? Because here at the academy, we have kids um, two to three years age differential and boys and girls playing together in like a small group. So um, just if you could hit on that real quick. Absolutely. I thought it was, you know, I was, I was so young, so I didn't think of it much back then. But you just think, you know, you're playing with other kids. Hey, we're going to, you know, I'll, I'll play as hard as we can. And, um, you know, soccer is a contact sport, right? So we're always going to be a little bit physical. Um, but I think playing with with boys and girls, I think you guys can push each other and kind of learn from each other too, right? Um, so I think it, that was awesome. I actually still play um, in co-ed leagues. So even now at, at my age, so I'm 28 now, and I still love playing um, with the guys because I actually learn a lot from, from the guys, right? They're, they're super fast and skilled. So I actually take a lot away from playing with, with guys as well. So I think it's very important. You know, you guys play with your teams and, um, you're always surrounded by, you know, other girls, other boys, but I think it's great to train with both so you can learn from each other and push each other and learn, you know, different things from each other. So. Definitely. So how was it now moving out of kind of club soccer into high school soccer? How was that transition? Um, so high school, high school, I played alongside with, with clubs. So um, club soccer actually would take a break so we could play. Um, high school. I played at Capistrano Valley High School here in Mission Viejo, um, which we were, we were okay. We were never, you know, never out, outstanding. We never made it too far in the playoffs or anything, but it was fun because I got to play with all my high school friends and friends that were in school. So a little bit different than club soccer, um, where you got to go to school with these people and play on the soccer team with them. So it's very different. Um, but that was fun. But that was the big time where, you know, you start getting recruited and I was starting to get seen by college coaches then at the time, um, which is, you know, that's, that's the next step. So my, my goal from when I was in high school, uh, my goal was to play professional soccer. That was my dream. So going, um, you know, getting recruited from, from colleges, I sat down with my parents. I said, you know, I want, I want a small school. Um, you know, I want to stay in California because I want to be close to my family. So I had a list of things that I wanted from a college. Um, and then it's just visiting. You know, if you guys have a, have a dream or a goal to play, you know, in high school and college and even, you know, maybe professionally, um, always have your list of like what you're looking for out of, out of a school or out of a team, because that's so important. And you guys all deserve to have the best and you can have, you know, whatever you want as, as long as you put your, your mind to it. So um, I found the small school in California, um, ended up going to play there for two years in college. And that's tough because that's when, you know, fitness tests are, are coming up and you have to, you know, prove that you're, you're fit and that you can um, handle a ball well, right? And that's what's great about you guys doing these, you know, at, at Soul to Soul and the academies and getting more touches on the ball um, and practicing to make yourself, you know, better for when you get to that next level. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then if you could hit on a little bit of that recruiting process, how much of it was, like you said, I mean, you were pretty proactive on it. Um, what would you say to kind of those kids that are, you know, hey, I'll just let my skill and I'll let my goals kind of speak for themselves and those schools, they'll come find me. Um, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. If, you know, if you have something special and you guys are um, all great players, they're, you know, they're going to, coaches are going to, you're going to catch their eye, right? They're going to see you and be like, oh, I got to keep my eye on this on this person. But I think it's, it's definitely big to stay proactive about um, the recruiting process because coaches, you're never going to, you're never going to annoy them. You're not being annoying. Always reach out. 
always, you know, tell them your schedule when you're playing, um, especially when you have a list of schools. Um, I always say, you know, start with 50 schools. You know, I know that's a lot of schools, but start crossing them out as you go. Okay, does this one fit my list of things that I want from a college? Um, if they do, keep them on your list. Okay, but keep kind of narrowing down that list until you're at maybe 20 of your, of your top, top schools and always reach out to them. You're never going to annoy these coaches. They want to know that you're interested in their program. So I think that's the biggest thing. Always, always reach out. Always tell them your schedule. Um, always tell them where you're going to be playing. If your team's playing, you know, at this field one weekend and, you know, give them your schedule. And, um, and then, you know, reach out after the, after the games too. I'm not sure if you were at our game, but here's, here's our results, you know. And um, just always stay proactive with that. But it just, you know, never, never just expect them to come to you. You might catch their eye. Um, and they might see you and be like, oh, you know, she's got something special or he's got something special, but always follow up and email. I think you guys, you know, email is the way to go right now um, until you can talk more to the coaches. But um, yeah, always just let them know what you're doing and where you're at, because that'll show that you're interested. And then along with that, how is film? How does film play a part with that? Because one of the things I kind of give with the kids that I train is I try to make it out to the games at least once a month and I record their games. I break down their film with them, things that they do. Um, I know as they get older into high school and in higher level clubs and colleges, they're recording their games, whether it be stats and film. But yeah, if you could speak to that, whether it's breaking it down or how important film is. Yeah, absolutely. I think film's amazing, especially when I got to the higher levels. Um, you know, after I think having it for colleges was super helpful. So the more film that you can have, um, the better, because a lot of coaches, you know, you, you email them, but they've only watched you play a couple of times. So if you can gather film and get that to them and then they can watch it and be like, oh, look at that. You know, look at how she they'll they'll look at your film and see those little things that you do well and see how that can add to their program and be an asset to, to the program. They might be looking for a center midfielder or a forward or a defender um, and they might see something special in you. So having that film is so important. And then just kind of adding to that film throughout your, you know, your career. If you're planning to go to college and you want to go to college, you want to play soccer in college, have that film from high school or club. Yeah, have, um, I know there's different companies and, you know, Steven or anybody that can come and just film a little bit of your game. Um, you know, that all will, will pay off in the, in the future. Um, for me, I didn't have much film from high, from like high school and club soccer. Um, I started gathering film in college. So you guys are younger, so you can start kind of gathering that film earlier now. Um, but my college film actually helped me get to the professional level. So super important. Gotcha. Yeah, my kind of first instance of film was me trying to get into college. Um, I wasn't at a crazy high school, so it was really me and my dad going out and doing whatever we can to do that. And he had a handheld camera on the sideline doing that. And we, <laughs> me and him pieced together our, my recruitment video ourselves. So um, I know the resources are a lot better today. So it's just having them take advantage of it. Yeah, and there's different companies. I know, you know, you can Google and, you know, find different companies that'll come out and actually film your games and put together a video for you. But it's also just as easy to get a parent or a friend to just film a little bit of the game. I know my parents were like, no, we just want to watch your game. We don't want to have to do, you know, <laughs> do anything else. Um, you know, but if they could just get a little bit, maybe even, you know, 15 minutes of each game, you'll see how much that can add up. So, yeah, yeah that's a great um so if we could talk about now moving forward, like you said, your transition from high school to college, um, how was that moving up levels of like speed playing wise? And I know you kind of stayed close to home, but did you live on campus there? I did. My first two years of college, um, I was up at a small school called St. Mary's. Um, it was, you know, small school. So I was living on campus. I lived in the dorms for those first two years, my freshman and sophomore year. Um, there was actually 11 freshmen my year. So there was, we had a huge, you know, freshman class that went in. So we were all kind of stuck together. Um, it was, it's a big change. It's a big change. It's very different than, than high school. You know, you go from practicing twice a week to every day, right? So you're, you're living and breathing soccer, um, but you meet new friends, which is awesome. And um, obviously the fitness testing and um, the game becomes faster, right? Because it's just a step up every level you go up is going to be a little bit more challenging, but I think that's why I enjoyed it and why I wanted 
to go to the next level in college was to challenge myself. Um, I never felt like I knew everything about soccer. I still don't know everything about soccer and I'm still learning every day. Um, but I think getting to that college level, it pushed me and I, I studied soccer. I wanted to know, you know, how do, how do I become more fit? How do I become more, you know, stronger on the ball, um, faster off the ball, all those things. So um, I really took it seriously when I got to college. I, you know, the first, um, the first fitness test, I failed it. Um, it was, it was tough. I wasn't prepared for it. Um, you know, and it's, it's hard, but then come my junior, senior year, my third and fourth year in college, I was passing all my tests. So you learn as you go, you know what you, you learn what it takes to become, um, at your top, you know, how much water you need to drink, um, what you need to eat to fuel your body. All those little things play a role because I remember, you know, when I was younger, I could eat six donuts and go play a soccer game. Right. Could I do that now? Probably not. Right. So um, just the game becomes faster, um, becomes, you know, more competitive. You're playing for your school, which is amazing. Right. You get to go to school and then play representing your school, which is such a cool thing. So I was at St. Mary's for two years. Um, I, you know, it was a small school. I was ready to kind of move on and get, you know, I wanted to become, I knew I wanted to become a professional player. So knew, you know, I probably needed to move on from the small school and, um, and get my name, you know, more out there in the, in the bigger school. So, um, ended up transferring to USC, um, for my junior and senior year, which is in Los Angeles down here. And, um, yeah, just, you know, enjoyed the little bit of the small school setting at, at St. Mary's and then got the bigger, the bigger school out, out of, uh, USC. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You got kind of the best of both worlds. You got kind of a small local city-based school, and then you kind of get the big kind of powerhouse school. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. Like you said, everything is kind of stepped up to where you're going. Um, I think one big part of that is just being self self-aware of where you're at. You know, not knowing knowing that you're not the best player, but also knowing that you're there for a reason. You know, whether what level you're on, the coach picked you for that school, picked you for that club, whatever it is, you know, you're there for a reason. You just have to prove, you know, whether it's through experience, playing time, just those little adjustments to get your chance, you know, because that's all you really need is just that one chance, that one start to just make your breakthrough. That's it. But absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just being prepared for that moment. Right. Because it just it could be just that one that one moment and you want to be prepared for that. So that's why, you know, doing everything you guys can to, to prove yourselves and practicing as hard as you can and taking care of your bodies and stretching and eating right and drinking water, all of that will, will pay off if you get that opportunity. So. Yeah. So how was your experience at USC um, playing wise and just the whole atmosphere of the campus? Yeah. USC is, is a huge school, right? Big campus. Um, Playing wise, I knew, you know, coming from the smaller school, I knew kind of what it took. Now I've had two years under my, under my wing, I was playing collegiately. Um, I knew I had to come in and improve myself, right? Because I was new to the team. Um, so I knew I needed to be fit. I needed to be ready to go. Um, my position, I play, I play an attacking center midfielder. Um, so I knew, you know, a lot of running, I needed to be fit. So I came in, passed my fitness testing. We actually had a couple of different tests. We had um, a running test, and then we had a juggling test, um, which was five minutes long, and we had to juggle across the field without dropping it. Um, once across with our right foot, once across with our left foot, and then back across with both feet. So, um, you know, keeping that in mind too, you know, just keeping that ear touch sharp. That's a huge thing when it gets to that college level because it's those little details that can make or break. So. Um, yeah, I ended up, you know, coming in as a, a transfer my junior and senior year. I um, started and played every game, um, which was amazing. And I feel like, you know, super accomplished for that because I worked really hard. Um, but I think, you know, organization, I think keeping, keeping ourselves organized and because with school and soccer, um, it gets a little overwhelming sometimes. But I look back now and I think of the days where I didn't have soccer practice and I was, I felt so weird. I was like, why don't I, I need soccer in my life. Like without practice, I was confused. I'm like, what do I do today? Like I go to class, but then what? Like I have nothing to do. So um, I was always in the training room and stuff, you know, taking care of my body. We had ice baths, um, we had the hot tub. So just kind of taking care of our bodies on those days off. But 
um, you know, when we did have training those days, I felt like it was easier to stay organized because I had my schedule down. So I knew I had practice at this time. I had class at this time. I had a couple hours for study time here, you know, so it's just, just keeping that, keeping yourself organized. But I feel like when you get to college, they have, they have all the help you need, right? All, they have all those resources for you. Um, so take advantage of that, right? It's really hard to fail, honestly. Um, if you guys are nervous about, well, how am I going to do school and soccer? Um, being an athlete in college, you, you're going to get so much help. So it's really, really difficult to, to fail. Honestly, I had to, I probably would have to try to fail. If I, if I was trying to fail, that's not good, but um, there was help. There was help wherever we needed. There was tutors in case you needed some help with schoolwork that would sit down with you one-on-one. Um, you know, you worked with your teachers because they knew you were an athlete and you might be traveling sometimes. So they knew that and they would get you caught up on all your schoolwork. Um, you know, there was a nutritionist to help you with if you needed, you know, help with your eating habits, if you needed more protein, um, if you were feeling tired, um, all of that. So, so many resources. So um, when you guys get to that level and you want to play in that college level or higher, um, take advantage of all that. Yeah, no, that's huge. I, I even had, you know, weekly grade checks from all, all my teachers letting me know how my mm -hmm. grades were and things like that. So it was a weekly process of, you know, like you said, you have, you have to use the resources. You know, it can all be there. But if you don't kind of even, you don't even really have to ask for the help. It's kind of just there and you just need to use it, you know, because yeah. like you said, they want to help you succeed. That's the biggest thing, you know. They're there for a reason. They're there for a reason. So, um, and it's to help you guys. So um, yep. sometimes you'll think, you know, I don't want to ask for help. I'm embarrassed to ask for help or I'm nervous to ask, but don't, don't be. That's what they're there for. And they want to see you succeed, right? Being on the soccer team and playing for your school, they're, they want you at your best. So if you're having, you know, if you have any struggles with one class or a couple classes or anything, um, lean on them because it's, it's so nice to have those resources and they're there for you to make you guys better. Yep. So now moving kind of forward, how was it with your transition out of college into kind of your next phase of play? Yeah, so I actually, right after college, so I graduated from USC in 2014. Um, so it's been six years now. Crazy. Um, you guys can see I've, my, my jersey is hanging in my room. So that's my jersey right behind me. Um, but I graduated and I went, I actually started working. I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep playing. I was um, coming back from an injury that I had. So I went to work for a year and I actually worked at USC. They hired me on to work there for them. Um, and about six months into working, I was like, I need to play still. I just felt like I had so much more to give and I was you know, missing the, missing the game. So um, I ended up getting an agent, which I had gotten from my relationship with my club coaches. So that's another thing. It's so important to keep good relationships with people along the way, because the soccer community, as we know, is so small. It seems so big, but you know, you've, it's, it's so small when it comes down to it. So keep those relationships with coaches, with trainers, um, with anything that you guys have along the way, because that's, that's where my help came from. Um, so when I was in college, I always kept contact with my club coaches um, and they knew that I wanted to, to play professionally. So they were always here to help. Um, so I had an agent that um, helped me. So the agent reaches out to some of the clubs um, and I knew I wanted to play in Europe because I'd never gone to Europe. And I was like, I've, I've been playing here, you know, my whole life in California. Of course, we've traveled to a few different states. Um, throughout my club career, but I was like, I want to, if I'm going to keep playing, I'd love to travel and go see some of the world and play with different players that I've never played with before. Um, so the agent reached out. I actually, you know, he, he sent my film to some teams. So that's when I had the film then and after college. And um, I got picked up by a team in Europe that was in the Czech Republic um, and got to play for them for two seasons. So I went for a season, um, absolutely loved it, came home during the off season and ended up going back for another season. So I played two seasons in the Czech Republic, um, which was amazing. And then by the time I got back here, I had the LA Galaxy team was starting up. Um, so I got to play in the summer for LA Galaxy, Orange County, um, was here for a couple years, thought, you know, thought my, my professional career might've, you know, been, been done. I was thinking of maybe trying something new, um, 
maybe coaching or doing something else. Um, and then one of my last games this past summer with LA Galaxy was when the scouts for, um, for a Japanese team was there, <laughs> which we had no idea. So um, the Japanese scout came up after, came up to me after the game um, and just said, you know, we, we really like your play. Um, we love, you know, we have an opportunity in Japan and you'd need to leave in a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh. I was like, I don't know, is this possible? Um, I think it came with a lot of doubts. Like, am I still good enough to play? Um, I'm getting older. Am I, you know, am I still going to be able to perform at that high level? I know the Japanese are very fit and very skilled players. Um, and this agent was very adamant about having us, having us go out and play. So um, thought about it for a couple of weeks. I made my list, you know, is this, is this something I should be doing? I talked to my family um, and everyone was supportive of me going. So a couple of weeks later, I found myself on a plane to, to Japan, um, which I was there, you know, the end of July. I left the end of this past July and just got home um, at the end of December, right before Christmas. So it was like a five month season. Um, gosh, and it was, it was tough. It was, uh, the, the Japanese are very, very skilled players, very fast. So like I said before, I learned, I kept learning. I'm still learning. Um, I learned so much, even though I, you know, we couldn't really talk to them. They tried, they knew a little bit of English. Um, we had a full-time translator for the team since me and my, my other teammate um, were from our galaxy team. So we both came from here. Um, but yeah, it was, it was incredible to play with, you know, to play with um, players that didn't speak your language. Um, didn't know, didn't know you. We just showed up and started playing with them and they were very welcoming. Um, so, and I, you know, same thing. We worked super hard to get there. Um, we tried to fit in right away and they were very welcoming of us. Um, but it was just such an amazing experience to live there, um, play with a team, you know, and be in a country that I've never been to before. So. Yeah, I bet. That's, that's yeah. a really great experience. Oh, I think we have a quick question from Landon real quick. Yeah. And if you in. Go ahead, just unmute yourself if you want. There you go. Oh, there you yeah. go. Um, how, um, how long do you think you're probably going to be playing soccer? If it's a little bit more. I, I'm hoping to go as long as I can. So I, I would love to um, keep playing. I actually just, I just had an operation in January. So I'm actually recovering from an injury right now. Um, so I won't be able to play for a few more months, but once I'm back healthy, I, I plan to keep, to keep playing. So as long as my body allows me to play. <laughs> yep, that's a big part of it. Um, Landon, you good? Any other questions on that? No. Good question, um, though. I got a question for you. So how was that feeling, um, signing your first contract, putting that pen to the paper? How was that? It was, it was crazy. It was, um, you know, I remember doing it for college and signing, yeah. you know, signing my letter. And I was like, wow, this is, this is so amazing. Um, I felt so accomplished because, you know, every, I have a quote, one of my favorite quotes, because um, every moment is the start of the next big thing in your life. So every moment, you know, when that time comes, when you're signing a contract, or you're signing to go to college, all of that hard work from club soccer, from high school, from AYSO, right? That all came down to that moment where I got to sign, you know, my letter saying, I, you know, I'm going to play in college. And then from college to professional, same thing, you know, all that hard work, every day's training, um, you know, when you're in that moment and sometimes it gets super hard, right? And some days you're like, I just don't want to go to practice. I'm tired. I don't want to do anything today. But, you know, every day that, that leads up to it, um, and then you get to sign, you know, I got to sign my, my professional contract. And actually in Japan, we were, we were all over their news, all over their news channel. Um, so I have a bunch of interviews from, you know, I walked into a, to a press conference to 20 cameras on me in Japan. And it was like, it, you know, it makes your heart race because you're like, what, how, how did this happen? And, um, I didn't feel deserving of it. I felt like it was too good to be true. Um, but, you know, once you look back and, you know, you, you look at your whole journey <laughs> from start to, to, to now, it's like, 
wow, you know, you really can do whatever you put your mind to. And I knew from a young age that, hey, this is what I wanted to do for a living. You know, being a professional athlete, you know, it's, that was my, my dream. And to, to finally be able to sign that, it was, I think my hand was probably shaking when I was <laughs> signing that paper. But I just remember being in front of those cameras and being like, well, it's, it's intimidating, but it finally, you know, you get that sense of, of that feel of like, oh my gosh, I did it. You know, and I feel so accomplished that I succeeded. And now, you know, now it's, okay, what, what can I do next? You know, you're always setting those goals. Now that I made it to that, my dream of being a, come on, becoming a professional soccer player, what's that next goal? So you can always have a goal, whatever age, wherever you're at in life, if you're playing, you know, AYSO, if you're playing high school, club soccer, college, there's always, you know, there's always something that you can do, another goal that you can set. Uh, what do you think was kind of more rewarding for you personally, playing for kind of like your home state team of LA Galaxy or playing for an international team? Like either like in Japan yeah. or in Japan? Both, both were so, both were such different experiences. I think playing here in Orange County um, was so rewarding because I grew up playing here in this area. So being able to be a role model for the people in Orange County and the people around Irvine um, was so rewarding. Uh, you know, getting to meet people after the game, um, playing in that beautiful Irvine Stadium, um, it kind of all came together. Like I felt, I felt so blessed to be able to play in front of my family. Um, all my family lives close, so they all got to come watch me play. So I think I think that was such a wonderful experience for me to to finally feel like, wow, I made it, and my family gets to all be here to watch. Because when I was in Japan and playing abroad, <laughs> my family wasn't able to, you know, get there and watch me play when I was playing in Europe or in Japan. So um, and then playing for Japan, it was very different too. But I felt rewarded, you know, rewarded in a different way um, because we went to help the team. Um, this team that we were on was kind of struggling. So we, they were trying to fight to stay in that first league. Um, so bringing in, you know, Americans, it was, it was shocking for them and our town and the people in Japan. Um, but they were so thankful for us for coming to help their team. Um, so we constantly, every practice, we were given little gifts and um, had to sign, you know, give, give our signatures out. So they were very thankful for us to be there, which made it even that much better and wanted us to play so much harder to help help a team so yeah I was gonna say both are pretty awesome because one you have like your home fans that you kind of knew of almost you know growing up with your family all that stuff in Orange County you know watching you but then you had this completely different um, group of fans that you don't even know of that are completely different part of the world cheering for you and wanting your signature and being in almost awe over you so it's it's crazy on both sides it's really awesome it was so fun. I have to tell you one funny story because, you know, social media is so powerful. But, you know, when we got there, a lot of people would follow us on social media. And one of the first posts, I think I had, I had gotten, I'm, I'm a huge ice cream fan. That's like my, I love ice cream. Um, and when I got to Japan, I was like, okay, hey, where's, where's the Japanese ice cream? Like, I got to try the Japanese ice cream. And I posted something on social media saying how much I loved ice cream. I'm not joking you. The next practice, after practice, I was walking to the locker room. And one of the fans had a huge bag full of ice cream for me. I was like, oh my, you know, they just, they just give their heart and they're so thankful and like happy that we were there. But it was, it was so funny. I had to be, you know, <laughs> I had to be careful with, with that too, because I'm like, gosh, they're going to, you know, give their hearts and they, sh they give their shirt off their back for us. So. type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, I bet having your teammate from Galaxy made that move a lot easier, though. I mean, not kind of not going over solo. That's huge. Oh, absolutely. We lived in our own apartments, so they put us in our own apartments. Um, so we were next to each other, um, which was nice. So we had each other. We could we could walk anywhere we wanted. Um, but it was definitely awesome to have someone, you know, that I could talk to because it's it's weird being in a different country and not being able to talk like this, like how I am with you guys um anywhere else you know in japan it just it it wouldn't work because there some people are learning english there but their english is very <laughs> minimal so um having my teammate there was definitely definitely a blessing and having the translator as well because <laughs> the translator was with us at all times so uh she was she lived in the same apartment building as us and would drive us to practice and the grocery store and everything so she was definitely <laughs> a lifesaver
That's cool. Um, so I have one or two more questions, but you said you played kind of center attacking mid? Yes, I am. Oh. Um, center mid. Yeah, I'm a center midfielder. Um, in Japan, they play a 4-4-2, so I was playing either in the middle. Um, I could play on the wide, um, so I was playing left mid um, or forward. So I'm kind of more of an attacking player. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, how fluid are you between, like, the front six and things like that? Because, I mean, one of the things I kind of stress here at the academy is just being a soccer player, you know, not a striker or just a center back, you know, kind of being almost a plug-and-play player. But, you know, you need a defender, you need a mid, whatever you need, just fulfilling that role. So. Yeah, yeah, super important. Yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty fluid, um, and I think that comes with just, you know, being flexible. And I know there's some players that – and I'm only playing left mid and that's the only position I'm going to play. Um, but then how, you know, how, how is that going to look to a college coach or someone that, Hey, we might need, you know, we need a center mid, but we might need you to, to bounce out on the left side or the right side or up top. Um, so always being open to that, I think can bring a lot to a college coach. So they look, they look for great soccer players, but they also look for um, how flexible and how good of a person you are too. They, they want to bring good people into their program. Um, so just being, you know, being flexible and, hey, hey, coach, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Um, you know, they're, they're going to look at that and be like, wow, she's, she's awesome. She's, she can play here. You know, this is her position, but she doesn't mind. Um, you know, she's, not, she's open to playing a different position too. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's kind of how it was for me in club and moving from, uh, you know, one club team to another. I played striker my whole life and I went to this other club team and they had six strikers. You know, like, if you want to play, we kind of need you somewhere else. So I transitioned mm -hmm. to center back, right back, and then that's where I ended up playing for high school and then getting a scholarship for college. So, you know, awesome. making that transition might end up being something good for you because now I can see the game in a whole different perspective and kind of help me lead to where I am now. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how, how good of a goalie I'll be, I would be, but. Um. You yeah, goalie, yeah. That one's kind of a specialty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we're pretty good. Um, guys, if you have any questions for her, um, that'd be awesome. I'll ask her one or two more, but yeah, if you guys have any questions for her, go ahead and just kind of unmute and kind of let her know. Yeah, Kaya. Um, I don't know if like you get nervous before games, but like if you do, what do you like tell yourself or like, what do you do to just oh, play? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, I get nervous before every game. Every game. I, I get nervous even if I'm going to play like pickup soccer or like indoor soccer, I'll get nervous. Um, I think the biggest thing, so I have like my pregame rituals, um, which <laughs> I, um, for like nutrition, I'll always eat a peanut butter sandwich. If I'm wherever I'm playing, peanut butter sandwich and a banana. That's my pregame. So I think that kind of relieves some of the stress. So if I'm feeling stressed, I need, you know, need some protein. I'll always eat. Um, a banana is the best that's that always calms me down a little bit too if you get a banana in you um but I always I also wear like always wear something on my wrist um so if it's a hair tie or something um if I'm feeling anxious or just nervous I'll kind of grab whatever's on my wrist and kind of let it go so it kind of snaps me out of it um and then I'll just take a deep breath that'll just tell me you know if I snap this it just says okay Jordan relax take a deep breath and then as soon as, as soon as the whistle blows or as soon as we start the game, I feel okay. Right? Do you guys get that too? Um, you get a little nervous and you get those butterflies in your stomach. But as soon as you start the game, you're like, okay, time to go. Right? Time to play and not worry about it. Um, but as long as you prepare yourself, right, if you've prepared the best you can, um, you know, those, you're always going to get a little bit nervous. But that's just normal. So just yeah. do what you can. Um, do you have any pregame rituals or anything that you do that's helped? Um, I, I'd like to do a stretch on my own rather than like with my team. Well, I like, I do the stretch with my team and then I also do a stretch on my own before I get to the game so that I'm kind of just prepared to, to do anything at any time. And that's good. Uh, when I'm on the, like, yeah, I just like to stretch a lot. That's great. Good. Uh, Landon, you had a question there, so if you want to kind of chime in. Um, have you ever, like, 
Except in the, um, Japan, have you, like, went to any other places that were far away when you're on your galaxy team? Kind of like that, kind of like you went like into, an like, an away game and you, like, went, kind of went into a hotel or something? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yes, for LA Galaxy, we got to travel to um, Canada, which was a country that I had never gone before. Um, we played there. There was two teams in our league from Canada. Um, there was a team from Colorado. There was a team from Utah. Um, an LA team that was that was local. So we we've traveled a little bit. I think Canada was the furthest. Um, we all had to get our. Um, oh, did I go out? Or am I okay? You're good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> um, we all had to have our passports, so that was fun. Um, we ended up winning actually in July. We played the national championship in Canada because the, Can the Canadian team is like our biggest rival. Um, we've, we lost to them last year. This year we tied 0-0 and we actually found ourselves up against them in the championship this past July and, and ended up winning 1-0. So, um, so I have, have mixed emotions about Canada, but the last time I was there ended up, ended up good. So. <laughs> And I actually have my medal from that too, I'll show you. So the, um, our league for Galaxy is called the UWS, United Women's Soccer. And this is, um, I don't know if you can see it, but that's our, that's our medal from that championship. Yeah, great question. Yeah, Landon, you have another one, didn't you? <laughs> Ask what, what does she do when another player is trying to hurt her or psych her out? Um, what happens when another when another? You went mute, Landon. Oh. <laughs> oh, there you are. When you. You went mute again. <laughs> <laughs> when you play, what do you do when someone's like trying to hurt you? Or psych you out. Or like being intact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good question because it's hard. It's hard. I know it's, you know, it's a, it's a physical game. It gets competitive, especially when you're up against a, a rival. Um, but I think the biggest thing is to zone them out, right? Know that, know that you guys, you have your skill. Um, play your game. Because if they're trying to psych you out, guess what? They're probably already in their head, right? If they're talking to you or they're trying to, to come after you, um, they're, they're already, am I going out? Can you guys hear me still? I can hear you, yeah, okay. Landon's going out. Okay. She's there. Okay, yeah, so that's, I think that's the biggest thing, Landon, if, if if someone's, you know, if, if obviously if someone's trying to hurt you and it's getting to the point where it's being, you know, it's, it's dangerous, um, that's when you can talk to your captain on your team so they can talk to the referee or coach. Um, definitely, you definitely want to speak up if, if you feel like something or something's wrong or someone's trying to come after you um, dangerously. But um, besides that, if it's just. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Did I answer for you? Yeah. Kaya, I thought about another answer to yours too. Um, music. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. I know um, so, a couple of players that they're like around my neighborhood. One of them's going to West Point next year and then another one's going to Boise State. And they try yeah. to help me a lot with my game. And mm -hmm. they said that they listen to music before their game too. So I thought that yeah, was Yeah, that's that's a big thing that always gets me pumped up. So always have a good playlist um, of music and just kind of get in your zone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Good question. Of course. Um, any other, Ava, you got a question? Oh, Ava. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, when uh, you were younger, did you have like a favorite soccer player that you wanted to be like? That's a great question. Um, I think I have a, I've had a couple throughout the years, but I think my first my first role model was my mom because um, she was my coach and she played soccer, so I always wanted to be like her. 
And then um, Julie Saudi, she was on the national, the women's national team. So she was always a big role model for me growing up. And then more recently, um, when, we, when I was at USC, we had to, our coach wanted us to pick a player that played our position and, and follow that player and watch, watch that player play. Um, so my favorite player, his name is Kevin De Bruyne, and he's from Manchester City in the English Premier League. So I followed him throughout college because he played my position. So I got to watch, I watched him on YouTube and all these videos so I could learn from him. So I think that's a great, you know, if you can watch soccer and learn from players that play your position, I think that's such an asset. Good question. Anything else from you guys? After, if she trained other than club or school soccer, did she train privately? Yeah, maybe. I heard, I heard her, yeah. I heard her. Yeah. Um, Yes, I did some private trainings. There was a couple coaches when I was younger that did some that did some training on the side. So um, I don't think I did one on like one on one training, but there was always always, always like small group trainings that I did. Um, when I was little, I was I was small for my age, so all of my coaches wanted me to become stronger and more physical. Um, so most of the trainings were with others, so I could kind of work on that, how to shield the ball. Um, how to become stronger on the ball, protect the ball, um, because I'm a, I like to dribble, I like to pass and do different moves. So just, I did some trainings, I think, um, throughout, like my club, club career, there was a couple, or one or two days a week that I do some extra stuff, but it's a great question. Kaya? Um, what's your juggling high score? <laughs> That's a I love that question because, um, I I love to juggle. Um, I could probably I could probably go for for a while. I haven't counted in a while, but we used to have this thing in in club soccer. It was called the juggling stick. And if we made a new high score, we'd we'd put our our number and our name, like our number of um, juggles and our name on the stick. And whoever had the highest at the end of the month would get like uh, movie tickets or some some kind of um, <laughs> prize at the end of it. So, oh, that's but I. What's that? That's motivational, like to keep on going. It is motivational. Yeah, it is motivational. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so I I always challenge myself. Like, if you get ten one day, okay, if you get ten, maybe challenge yourself to eleven the next day, or you know, twelve, or whatever whatever you can do. If you can do one more juggle a day, keep challenging yourself that way, and make sure you use both feet, right? Yeah. <laughs> Landon, you got another question? Go ahead, unmute yourself, okay? There you go, yep. scored, like, in one season? What's your highest? Um, Ooh, that's a good question. Um, how many goals have I scored in one season? 11? maybe 11 or 12, I'm guessing. I think that was maybe in high school. Oh, at St. Mary's, at St. Mary's. Yeah, so my um, my freshman and sophomore year at, in college, I actually was the lead, the lead um, leader in points for my team. Um, so I think it was, yeah, I think I had 11 goals and 11 assists or something for the season. So um, yeah, good question. Cool. Anything else from you guys? I got two more quick questions for her before we kind of wrap things up. All right. So for you, who do you think was the best or the most famous player you got to play against? Um, to play against. Yeah, or even with. Um, I got to play with Natasha Kai over the summer. She played for our LA Galaxy team, and she played on the um, on our women's national team. So I think that was that was amazing to be able to play with her. She's a forward, a goal scorer. So I got you know to to pass her some balls and um, see her score. So I think that was that was probably <laughs> the best you know the best time this past summer playing with her. So 
Cool one, yeah. Um, Landon, do you have one more question or was that still up? Okay, you're good, you're good. Um, last thing is um, if you could just give one or two pieces of advice um, for the kids out here that, you know, want to go into college and want to go pro or anything like that. Yeah, I think, I think you know, the biggest thing I can leave you guys with is, is keep practicing, set your goals. Um, I'm, I'm huge on journaling. So if you, you know, write down, you know, at night, hey, this is, and that's another thing, you know, I've, now I'm thinking of Steph Kaya, but another way I, I kind of helped, that kind of helped me with anxiety or stress before a game was, was writing down journaling the night before a game. Um, what was I nervous about? You know, how can I help my team tomorrow? Stuff like that, because we do play a team sport. Um, so, so being the best prepared yourself is going to help your, your team because you're bringing your best to the team. Um, so yeah, just keep practicing, find the joy in it, have fun, challenge yourselves and, and remember it's a game, right? It's meant to be meant to be fun. So enjoy the time with your teammates, your friends, um, and just enjoy the process. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, the quote we live by here is, you know, touch their soul, teach their soul. So it's like, you can get to that kid first and that player first and just ignite their passion of just playing and want to come out every day then that's half the battle and, you know, then it's our job is just to teach them the skill. So like you said, just enjoy the game, enjoy what you do. Absolutely. Be open to learning new things and, and just take in, be a sponge, take in all the information you're getting from, from different trainings and coaches that you get along the way. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think we are good here. Um, I, again, I really appreciate having you guys on. Um, yeah. Thank you. you. Thank you guys. Say thank you. Um, more than welcome to. And then I will see you tomorrow, same time, two to three for training you guys. All right. Uh, yeah, if you guys want, go ahead and say bye and thank you to Jordan. Bye, Jordan. Thank bye. you. Bye, you guys. Bye, you guys. Thank bye. you. Bye. 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 <laughs>